This is Rugga Matrix America. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. This is Alex Gall from Golf Rugby Report, your host, Rugga Matrix America. Uh, we've been terribly, egregiously bad about uh, doing shows of late. Been really, really busy. Everybody's been really, really busy, I guess, uh, covering and going to rugby games and watching them and stuff like that. So we don't get together to do a show. I decided to do one on my own, and even then I was late. So I'm uh, I'm putting together a, a show on my own that... Um, that I should have done like two weeks ago. Uh, and and Pat and Bruce and I will be uh, together again. I, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got a lot of championships to talk about. And we've got a lot of stuff to talk about with the national team as well. So that will be coming up this summer for sure. Um, what I did though was I went to the high school national championships. And that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit uh, this week or this show. And, uh, you know, the, the National Championships was held at the Rugby Athletic Center in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. They had 24 boys teams there. They had three different brackets, single school club, and then a tier two of, of, of teams that didn't quite get to that top eight in uh, either of those other categories. Um, Gonzaga won the single school 7-6 to six in the final. Uh, Granite Bay uh, won a close one over Royal Irish in the final of the club. Uh, divisions. Gonzaga was a single school. And then West End won a close one, a comeback win over Pelham High School in the Tier 2. A lot of really good stuff uh, went on there. Um, first of all, I want to talk about the Rugby Athletic Center. I don't know how they're going to do this. I, um, I think they're probably going to need our help at some point to um, rebuild or rebound from this. Um, they It was pouring rain most of the week leading up to the tournament and it was still raining off and on through the weekend. It was very, very wet. Um, ended up pouring right after the, uh, the single school final, which was the last game. Um, we were, everyone ushered off the field cause the lightning was there and everything like that. But if you do the math, 24 teams, each of them playing three games over three days, that ends up being 18 games per field. They have two fields, 18 games uh, on a field over three days with the rain, you know what's going to happen. This is going to be it's going to be mud everywhere. Uh, the the fields were pretty much denuded of grass. Um, uh, you know, a lot of kudos for um, uh, Doug Shipley at Rugby Athletic Center for um, you know stepping up and saying, "Yeah, we're going to host it like we said we were going to host it. We're not going to freak out about it." Um, but they did lose their grass, and they they might need our help in getting it back. Um, but I got a lot of a uh, lot of respect for that. Uh, as, as an event, I think it's still I, I think it's one of the events of the year. Really, it um, it had some controversies. You know, it's kind of weird sometimes whether you can get all the best refs, and there were some weird little refereeing decisions here and there. Um, there were also um, while I really enjoy covering high school rugby and writing about it, I think that what we do run into is fans, um, family members, things like that, who don't know as much about the game as they should or, or could, and they end up um, getting on a ref for a call that is a perfectly good call. We don't, Not all of us 
know the cause, you know? Not all of us know exactly why something is the way it is. And and one of the biggest things about complaining about calls, and I'll complain about refs. I I could complain about refs all day. Um, And there were refs that made mistakes, made big mistakes in this tournament. But, you know, it's more like when there's a break and you've got a three-on-one and it looks like, oh, you know, my team's going to score a try and we're going to go ahead and everything looks good. And it gets called back for a forward pass. Well, you know what? A forward pass is illegal. You're not allowed to make a forward pass. And even if it was looking like it was going to be something great and something exciting, still a forward pass. Um, and, and and what you're going to get is some kind of, uh, you know, this, this, this scream, right? Oh, you got it wrong. Well, you know, they're just disappointed. They're just disappointed that they didn't score. Um. That aside, and the referee, there was a whole issue with the semifinals. I'm not going to get into it, really. Um, it was good to have, you know, three, four-man teams on, on the games. Um, referees working hard, even if they weren't always the best referees. They're working hard. They got a lot of games to do. But what I wanted to do was uh, I wanted to focus a little bit on the players. These players work enormously hard to play. Uh, there are some very, very good players at this tournament. And they um, they care about the game. They care about how it looks. I spent some time with the Granite Bay team. Uh, I like them a lot. Bunch of nice kids. And uh, some interesting kids, too. I talked to some players, and that's what we're going to listen to a little bit right now. I got some audio from a bunch of them. Uh, and uh, I guess before I do anything, I'm supposed to say this is brought to you by Eagle Impact Rugby Academy, uh, which I should do, and I should actually point out that a ton of these players have gone through the Eagle Impact Rugby Academy, so which is run by Salty Thompson and the coaches who work with him. Uh, it's really a Sunday type thing. It's a skills thing, working on basic skills so they can uh, execute those basic skills at a higher level. And you're starting to see that kind of thing, not only with like pass-catch, but on, on a rainy track, on a muddy track, players who knew to kick, players who knew how to kick, players who knew what to do when kicked to them. Uh, the whole point about Granite Bay beating Royal Irish was because their kick counter was superior. Was, their kick counter was phenomenal. Um, uh, with the deep three that they had, which was uh, Sam Cassano at fullback and John Rogers at wing uh, and Anthony Wiley at the other wing. Those three guys, as much as anything, um, helped Granite Bay win because they played the right tactics and they played for the conditions because they had the skills and they had the ability to read the game. So this is Sam Cassano uh, talking with us along with uh, Gavin Janis, the, uh, the scrum half. And this was after uh, a semifinal game. Um, these guys are like covered in, in mud and rain when we talked to them, which is why I mentioned um, that they actually had some experience playing in, in the rain. But uh, Sam Cassano, Gavin Janis, both of them very good players for Granite Bay. Have played in the rain. You seem to handle it pretty well. So, I mean, uh, 
basically we got to we got to keep the ball short. We got to pass it short, no long ball. Yeah, Set coming ball in, slip out. Yeah, coming into this, we played a game earlier in the year against La Marina in the Bay, and the conditions were really similar to this, except we played on turf. And just we a learning, we had a really good learning experience in that. Yeah, just really uh, forwards the ball most of the time, and then get out to the backs when we have like an overlap. Yeah. Some of our main practices this year, uh, we had in the ring with Jeju. We had some uh, some some good ways to practice with that because they're good teams too. So we came together. It was during the rain. Excellent, excellent. What, um, what was the message for this game? You know, it was like, how do you gonna, how are you gonna approach it? Um, really, we had our, we had actually basically our full team in, so we just told everyone hey, we hadn't played in a long time. Just play as hard as you can. If, if we're gonna make mistakes, you know, just give it, give it 100 percent with all we got. Cause this could be our last game. We just had to uh, keep the rug strong and uh, make sure that we had our support because the ball slips out. And you did a great job of playing in their end. Yeah. You know, whether you kicked or you ran, you know, you made sure that they, it, was, it was in their 22. So. Yeah, this, yeah, the high balls were on all day because, I mean, the ball's super wet. We just kick it down to their 22. That first try, uh, that, was, that was nice. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was to Johnny. Yeah, that was, that was great. Yeah, we had more planning on that. Yeah, it's good. He did the smart thing, too, because he, he slid past it and then touched it down. So if yeah. not, he drops it, he just goes backwards. Yeah. That's just a smart play. So I mean, you played a smart game. Uh, you, did you feel that way? I mean, yeah, we felt we played that way. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. You got it. From, from, what, from what we've been practicing, it's just keeping, us, keeping our support. And like when, when most of our tries, they were all from just really have, having really good support runs on the inside. Like just keeping it simple is basically what our message is the whole game. So, I mean, nothing, we, you can't do anything super crazy out here, especially in these conditions. So, just keep it simple. Um, is, is your league the toughest in the country? I think so. Us, Danville, Jesuit, all. Danville won theirs, Jesuit's still playing. So, our competition in that league has definitely prepared us very well for. So what about the uh, disappointed players? You know, you got the players who are winning and everything like that. Um, and I, I thought it was really interesting to talk to some of the kids about that. Um, I, I did talk to a couple of the kids from United uh, who had looked to get to the national final. They didn't do it. Uh, and, and what they talked about was having fun. That they wanted to win. They wanted to play well. They wanted to peak at the right time. But they also wanted to have fun. 
because it's fun playing rugby. That was pretty cool. Uh, and, and I also talked to Zachary Chilmey from Xavier High School moments after they had lost 7 nothing to Gonzaga. This was a game that was controversial where uh, it really looked like Gonzaga should have gotten uh, a yellow card or something more than what was happening uh, when when Xavier was knocking on the door and Gonzaga was defending and committing a bunch of penalties in doing so. Um, didn't happen. It ended 7 nothing, and And you listen to this kid talk about that and talk about um, what it's like to play for Xavier Rugby. And maybe you understand why I write so much about high school. So how do you like that? When we're on the field, we're enemies. When we're off the field, we're best of friends. 
uh, opposing teams cheering for them. Uh, this is the program that produced uh, – uh, one of the stand-up guys of American rugby, Mike Petri. Uh, you can hear his kind of talk. Mike was uh, there actually as an assistant coach. Um, you can hear the way he approaches the game in in Zachary Silmi's uh, Chilmi. I think it's Chilmi. C I L M I. I'm sorry, Zachary, if I mispronounce your name again. Um, but if you if you hear how he talks about the game, uh, disappointment. Yes, you lose a game. You're disappointed, but. Um, uh, this is a pretty great attitude. So, um, what what about the what about the coaches? What about the, the teams that didn't do so great? And 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 I caught up with Phil Weston, who is with South Greenville, and South Greenville was runner up in South Carolina. A very good team. They're, they they won the na- the national. They won the state championship the year before. Um, they know how to play rugby. Uh, they struggled. They they'd never been to the national championship before, and I think that's a big deal. You see that the, you know we see this in college, we see this in high school. The teams that get to the national championship level, they seem to come back every year, and part of that, a lot of that, is because the the coaches expose the players to that kind of level on a regular basis. You get there, you're not thrown off. It's not new to you, um, and and we saw that in. The performances of teams like St. Edward, who lost their first game, lost a little bit of composure maybe in their first game, but came back to win the next two. Uh, Miracosta, the South Carolina, sorry, uh, Southern California champion who showed up and, and lost a couple of games. And they were shocked. They said, we're playing in the mud and, and you know, it's really tough for us because no kidding, it's tough for you. It's national championship. But they managed to pull out a win at the end. They started to improve, even over just those few days. Uh, this is the sort of thing that happens, you know, when I'm talking about ranking teams. you got to play outside yourself. And the ranking itself is not your goal. You shouldn't be playing so you can get ranked number 9 instead of number 18. The ranking is a function of the fact that you're doing what you probably should do anyway, which is embrace the tradition of the tour, embrace embrace the tradition of competition, look for competition that is more difficult than you normally get. You get that, you perform well, you eventually perform well, you're going to get rewarded in the rankings. The rankings, though, are you pull back are because you did things the right way. Now, I'm not saying that anybody who doesn't travel is doing things the wrong way. I know it's expensive. I know you've got a a limited time to uh, play. I know that if you're in, like, Minnesota or even, like, Utah, you don't have much time between when the snow melts and it's the end of the school year to fit in a rugby season. I I understand that. So that's fine. I'm I'm not going to complain that anybody can't travel. But if you can, and especially if things are easy for you in your league, look somewhere else. Try to find another place to play. Uh, and and somebody's going to say, the people at USA Rugby feel very strongly that that's what the all-star season is for. No, it's not. It's, it's also for the high school season. And there are teams that, um, like uh, Gonzaga does this, uh, you know, it's, several teams do this where they basically are playing one team in their league because they know they're going to win their league, and they take another group and they go travel around, and they go play somewhere else, or they host some teams. And if you start to develop relationships like that, um, 
you're going to get better. So that's what Phil Weston is his response after his team gets punched in the mouth a little bit. This is what he has to say about being at Nationals. Oh, it's been fantastic. Um, you know, our guys, you know, have played for just a short time, and, uh, and uh, you know, just the experience of being here is great. And, and winning a game has been great. Uh, you know, our coaches, you know, have really supported our guys through the, the entire year, and they've been great. And it was sad to lose, you know, Mike Cobb during the year. Yeah. He meant a lot to us. Um, and so it was good. It was good. I think our, our guys are, 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 are really So South Greenville opened their uh, championship uh, against the Kansas City Junior Blues and lost. And then the team said, you know, that that became a rivalry. That was Chapel Hill Highlanders from North Carolina. So again, suddenly they go across borders here and, um, you know, they say it's become a rivalry, you know, a friendly rivalry now. It's a team they want to play more often. So they they beat Chapel Hill and then they went into what was the, the club plate final and they ended up losing to Doylestown, the Pennsylvania champion, uh, in a nice competitive game. But you know, I'd, I've personally, you know, I've I've been a coach at national championships um, five times. Uh, assistant coach with a boys team twice. Uh, we went to the festival, which was sort of the the tier two in two thousand, um, and went three and zero. And uh, that, there wasn't really a championship so much. It just sort of played the festival, but we went 3-0. and uh, Then was assistant coach with what became the Bud Bay Club in 2001, where we went 3-1 and one, uh, and finished fifth. Uh, basically won the plane. Got no trophy for it, except some crummy little plaque, by the way. But um, thanks, USA Rugby. But uh, um, lost to Xavier 13-10 to in that year. And then I took girls' team to nationals three times, and we finished one and two all three times. Every loss except for one was within a try. Uh, the first loss we had, we got, and this is, speaks to my whole thing about not playing at a national championship level, we lost like 26 to 5. Um, got crushed by a, a terrific Kettle Moraine team. But uh, we finished eighth, and we finished sixth, and we finished sixth. And that was it. You know, winning, winning one game each time. But you know what? You cherish those, those games. You cherish what you learn about it. Um, and, you, and you try to become better from it. So you know, I have a lot of respect for someone who says, yeah, we got something out of this. Yeah, you didn't win. That's okay. 
Only three teams win. Let's talk about a winner, though. Huh? Why don't we talk about a winner? And in the end, what I want to talk about is really more about uh, what we've got, what we all get out of the winner. Um, so I interviewed a kid named Will Like. He's a flanker on Gonzaga. He's a sophomore. He's African American. He is everything in one sense that we said we didn't have years ago. We didn't have in uh, in young person rugby. We didn't have athletes, athletes who played varsity football, which uh, Will Like does. Uh, athletes from uh, a variety of backgrounds, um, which we were trying to we were trying to diversify the sport. Um, and athletes who know what they're doing and learn. So you listen to this kid. Remember, he's like, I don't know how old he is. He's like 16. How he talks about the game and how he talks about the approach. This is right after beating Jesuit 7-6. to six. Um, And while he does slip up and call it football a couple of times, um, this is, this is kind of what's happening all over the place. But certainly at the national championships, certainly you go to the Pacific Cup or some other places where they're spreading out. This is what's happening. Putting a lot of pressure on them all the time. Uh, I mean, I've played in the back row. It's a great unit. You talk to each other about this is what we're doing. We're happy with it. How did it go? Well, we basically knew that they were like, uh, they had a good eight man. We had to attack them and stuff like that. And like, we knew that if we, 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 we were strong and we were fast and making tackles, the game was basically ours. That's what yeah. we talked about. We just worried about how, how we have a guy in Hess. He's going to Cal and then Jordan Griffin going to Penn. They're all big guys, so they're just teaching me, making me better and stuff sure, like that. Sure. So it's basically like, we just, we just put in the work and stuff like that. That's how we want. Excellent. Excellent. You, uh, were you surprised that it ended up coming down to one point and, you know, a couple of plays at the end? No, uh, Judge is a really good team. We, we knew it was going to you you lost that game to St. Edward earlier on. Uh, I know you guys weren't happy about that. What did that teach you? It teach you that um, we're not the same team from last year, how we just roll over teams. We actually have to come in, work hard, and like play Gonzaga, football, Gonzaga rugby. Yeah. Tell me also about yesterday. It was a dog fight yesterday yeah, with Xavier. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, we just had to come in, work hard, and play Gonzaga football. And not all games were going to end in like 20, 30 points. We just had to work hard, continue, and just like continue on our grind. And, How's this yeah. been for you? When did you start playing rugby? Last year. My Last freshman year. year. Okay, I'm freshman year. I'm okay, sophomore, yes. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, do you, uh, do you enjoy it? Yes, I wouldn't change anything about it. Okay, you play football as well? Yes, I do. So, what do you, what, what do you play in football? So here we are in the world where we've now got a professional rugby league going. And we've got paid college coaches, varsity teams, quasi-varsity teams, elevated club teams, people getting money, people getting paid to run select sides, uh, people getting paid to coach high school rugby. Gonzaga has paid high school position. Uh, Jesuit does. A lot of these private schools do. But it begins with the kids, right? And it begins with what you do with those kids. That's why one of the reasons why this show is brought to you by Eagle Impact Rugby Academy. But it begins with the fact that uh, there, there, there are a bunch of there are a bunch of coaches out there who are sort of strutting up and down the sidelines, saying that they've created a great team. When really, what they've done is they've they've been smart enough to get players who know how to play rugby. And how do they know how to play rugby? Because there were coaches out there who taught them. There were coaches out there who inspired them, and they developed teams of 
young men and women who are, are teams you want. It wasn't hard to go find a kid who was articulate and intelligent and polite and smart and knew how to – smart and intelligent, two different things – knew how to play. And weren't just saying, oh, we're just going to bash him. And, and that was actually hard years ago because uh, the rugby was coached a little bit differently. But what I saw at the national championships was a bunch of uh, really impressive players. So I'm sitting in the snack room at the Rugby Athletic Center, which is a very nice snack room, by the way. And you can have, get hummus and brats and nice coffee and things like that. And so I'm just sitting there doing my work and uh, uh, I'm introduced to Jack Bradfield, who is player at St. Edward and um, probably the best player in St. Edward, pretty close to it anyway. St. Edward was ranked number one for about a week after they beat Gonzaga, but then they, uh, they lost a game in the Midwest tournament to Notre Dame de la Salette, so we had to drop them out. Up and down, they had a team that really felt like they needed uh, that, that they were going to do big things this year. And they did. They won their state championship. Um, they they uh, performed pretty well, I think, at the uh, the high school championship single school. They ended up fifth, going two and one. They only lost one game. And that was to Xavier on the first day. Again, back to the championship level experience. So I'm introduced to Jack. He sits in front of me, and we start to have a conversation. This is not a conversation of... Um, a high school kid and an old man. This is a conversation of two adults talking about the game. We talk, and they've just, this is the morning before uh, they play a Miracosa, which they won that game. Um, and we talk about losing to Xavier. And the very first thing he brings up is that he made a mistake. The very first thing he brings up is that he, they had a two-on-one. It's something he prides himself on executing, and he blew it, and he threw the ball into touch, which is true. He did. But that's the sort of thing you've got is somebody who looks you in the eye and said, yeah, that was on me. That's the sort of thing that that kind of athlete will succeed. And in my experience, the ones who blame someone else, the ones who whine, the ones who point fingers – with one or two rather notable exceptions, uh, they don't succeed. It's the ones who said, yeah, that was me. Those are the ones who succeed. The ones who say, I'm going to learn from it. Those are the ones who succeed. And I saw them all over the place in Charlotte. I was pretty happy to see it. So that's it. It's a short show. I wanted you to get an idea of what what it's like at national championships when people go there and they don't win and when people go there and they win because they think about it and when people who go there and do it um, and just love it even if they get maybe kind of screwed out of winning and they don't, they're not angry and they smile and they get on with it and they say, we love playing. And that's what it's like and that's why I report on high school rugby um, and that's why you're listening to a whole bunch of stuff about high school rugby here on Rugger Matrix America.